Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's March 5th, 2021, and this is episode 282. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host Kelly Gordon as we discuss all of the awesome things that we are thanking our past selves for doing, our morning routines, our nighttime routines, and even that long-term planning that makes our future selves so happy. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We hope that you know that if you are here, you have found your way to the most awesome community of women that exists on the internet. And you can find our community all over the place, you guys. We are on YouTube. We are firing up that TikTok for real these days. Of course, we have our communities that live on Facebook and in Instagram. Basically, if amazing women are there, you can find Sort of Awesome there too. So we are so glad that you are here with us today. And if you found your way here from our daily podcast, Awesome Today, well, welcome Awesome Today fam to Sort of Awesome. And Kelly, hello and how are you, my friend? I am so good. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Yeah, me too. This is going to be such a fun episode. I think you and I, I feel like in our regular personal lives, we talk a lot about the importance of routine. I don't think either of us are super great with like minute to minute schedules, but I think both of us really rely on routines to have a little bit of calm amidst the chaos, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is funny because we have some similar personality traits in that we kind of don't want routine. We want to be free. We want to rebel, but we have both learned because of like a haggard sort of life where you're like, this isn't working. (laughs) Yes. That Having at least a framework. I always say that to my kids. What I'm saying, I'm not saying you have to build a whole house. Yep. I'm saying build the framework mm. and then do what you want within that frame. Mm-hmm. So having a framework of things actually is, and this is, I think, such a good way to look at it, a gift to ourselves. Yes, absolutely. If we can look at it that way. So that helped to make me feel like it's not something that's being done to me or I have to. Like, I want to do this for myself. Doesn't mean that it's always easy but the payoff is there. Absolutely. I have even found myself using these actual words, especially in talking to my older kids. Our older girls are 16 and 13. As they are dreading doing a thing, they're putting it off. I am starting to talk to them about, hey, tonight, Daisy is going to be so glad that you did this right now. Or, you know, next week, Daisy, when this project is due, is going to be so happy with this right now moment, Daisy. So, It is a concept that I think you can start to learn even as a young person. I wish I would have learned it a long time ago, but you know, these things are things that we kind of do naturally too. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about all of this today. We've got some examples from our lives, but then, you know, we're going to open it up in our communities later because I would love to hear what the awesomes are doing along these lines as well. So before we get to all of that, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do 
with our awesomes of the week. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, our awesome of the week is the moment in the show where we just stop, we take a minute, we take a deep breath, we talk about the things that are making life a little bit more awesome right now, whether it's a book or a podcast, a TV show, a movie, a product, something that's bringing some joy to our lives. Kelly, I actually already do know what you're going to talk about, and I am so thrilled. I'm going to like try to zip my lips and not interrupt because I have so much love and enthusiasm for what you're going to talk about, but I'm just going to, okay, Kelly, you take the mic on this. <laughs> but it's really a double awesome. Week. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're saying. Absolutely. So awesome is my awesome of the week this week is a book by friend of the show, Sarah Bessie. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you haven't already heard about it, it's called A Rhythm of Prayer, A Collection of Meditations for Renewal. It came out in February, early February, and immediately shot up. I haven't even looked to see where it is in the New York Times bestseller list lately, but like right up there. And I really truly believe the reason why is that this is a collection that is curated really by Sarah. Sarah did write some of the prayers in the book, but it is a collection of prayers by women, a diverse group of women, Yes, a group of women that comes from different races, different viewpoints different places in the LGBTQ spectrum, so many good changing differences Mm. that we need to hear from each other. And Sarah freed them to write a prayer Yes, in their own, like what is bothering them? How would you express this? So there's just so many different ways that people have expressed themselves in this book. So some of the people that you're going to hear from are like Amina Brown, Barbara Brown Taylor, Nadia Bowles-Weber, our own Oshita Moore. There are all sorts of different prayers in this. And then there are within that spectrum, like poems, there are like meditation prayers. There are just more of like an essay of how I pray. In fact, I was so just last night, I was reading Oshita's essay that is really about cooking, mm-hmm. um, like making soup as a way to pray as you're doing as like a soup of reconciliation, especially oh. as we've watched the racial reckoning that's been happening in the US this last year. So just all sorts of different places that you can grab onto. And I love this book. I am savoring this book. So I cannot even say that I've read the whole thing because I am forcing myself to only like read one or two a day because I just want it to sink into my very bones. Like I want it to become a part of my cells. There are so many rich, wonderful, tender, honest, angry, real prayers to God Mm -hmm. that I think really this is a modern day Psalms. Yes. That's what I was going to say too. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 It really is only it's written by women Mm -hmm. and it's, I think there's just something so special about that. So what do you want to say about it, Meg? I'm going to read a little bit, but I want to hear like what you want to say. Well, I mean, you have covered the gambit of what I was going to say. And I've been over here like spraining my neck because I'm like (laughs) nodding so hard. I love the fact that we do get a collection of diverse perspectives on prayer. I think you and I both in our past and our spiritual journeys have picked up prayer collections, prayer books, but they do tend to be a little bit homogenous. What Sarah has done, her guidance, her leadership, and you and I are personal friends with Sarah. And I know that we know this from, this is authentic to who she is, is that she wants that big table, set it all We'll pull up chairs if we need to make room for more. Bring your perspective, bring your voice to the conversation. Her passion for that, her heart for that comes through so strongly in this diverse collection of women that she has reached out to and brought to the table. Bring a prayer. If you're angry, let's have a prayer. 
that expresses that. If you're joy-filled, let's have a prayer. And it just, it covers the universal experience of womanhood in such a beautiful, powerful, and deeply spiritual way. So I'm like you, I'm like, of course it has shot to the top of the charts because I think that women especially are craving this. And, you know, I think it's worth mentioning. I think many people who are spiritual are craving something that we can turn to that's communal when we have been deprived of that in many Mm. ways for so long because of the pandemic that just having it in the pages feels like a gathering that you get to go to. So I think that the timing of this, I'm sure as an author releasing a book (laughs) in the midst of, you know, global quarantine is not for the best, but I feel like genuinely that the timing on this was completely providence that it came out when it did. So yeah, boy, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. But you're right, there is something about reading because it is so diverse. It does feel like you are meeting with a collection of people. And it really does cover the emotional landscape that we are feeling right now from hope to despair. Yes, and just gives voice to that. And we often so need that. So here's I'm just going to read a portion of one of the very first prayers in the book. It was written by Amina Brown. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with Amina, she is a spoken word poet. And you can tell in the way she writes her prayer Mm -hmm. here. So the prayer is actually called, she said, how do you know when you are hearing from God? She said, how do you know when you are hearing from God? I didn't know how to explain. It is to explain the buttered grit of cornbread to a mouth that just discovered it has a tongue. The sound of jazz to ears that only ever thought they'd be lobes of flesh. The sight of sunsets to blinded eyes that in an instant can see. To fail at the ability to give words to how the scent of baked bread can make the mind recall a memory. Every detail of a house, a room, a kitchen, a conversation. Like explaining to a newborn baby, this is what it feels like to be held. My words never felt so small, so useless, so incapable. I wanted to say, put your hand in the middle of your chest. Feel the rhythm there. I wanted to say, you will find the holy text in so many places, on crinkling pages of scripture, in dusty hymnals, in the creases of a grandmother's smile, the way she clasps her hands, the way she prays familiar, with reverence, as if to dignitary and friend, the way she sings a simple song from her spirit and porches turn to cathedrals. Oh, it just sets the table for the whole book. You guys, if you have not already picked up a copy of A Rhythm of Prayer, I really cannot recommend it more highly enough. I have goosebumps right Me now too. just from reading that. Yes. Ah! Yeah, The book is full of moments like that. And I don't think you have to be a Christian. I don't think you have to feel overly anything right now. I think that this gives words to the numbness, to the pain, to the hope, to the exhaustion, you will meet a friend here. It will deeply impact you and your soul. Yes. I'm going to try to take a deep breath and not cry because it's true. It's a very, very powerful and moving collection, one that you will want to have to keep, to turn back to for years to come, for sure. Mm -hmm. Especially, and I would just say right now during Lent, Mm -hmm. if you are a person who is not sure how to celebrate that season, it wasn't a part of your tradition growing up, something that you haven't jumped into already, this could be a good way to mark a holy season. Absolutely. Um, we're reading them around the dinner table sometimes just yes. as a way to gather the families and their thoughts. Yes. Okay. Well, we're going to take a turn away from the spiritual <laughs> innocence. I'm sorry. That's like a hard, it's a hard <laughs> cliff to come off of, right? It this is. is so deep and so real. And, and now what? What do you want to talk about, Meg? Let's just put all of that over here and then let's come to Meg Deeds. Yes. Okay. Well, 
My awesome of the week this week is actually something that is in a way ministering to me right now. It is a gua sha stone. Have you heard of these? They're kind of been trending in beauty circles for a while. No, but see, I'm not in beauty circles. So you're always the friend who opens my eyes to products. So gua sha? Gua sha, its origins are Chinese. It is a stone. The one I have is made from rose quartz. I don't know if that's the standard stone that people use, but what you use it for is for like facial massage, which that was not something that I was seeking out or super interested in, but here's how it came into my life. When we were having all the terrible winter weather a couple of weeks ago, I told my best friend, Catherine, that I was starting to have a TMJ flare up. I don't have TMJ problems consistently, but when I'm under a lot of stress, then I'll have these flare-ups. And then once it gets inflamed and you know really goes into that inflammation cycle, it can be really hard for me to get out of the cycle. So Catherine also has TMJ problems and she was like, oh, you need to get one of those gua sha tools. And I was like, well, what now? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've heard of that. So she sent me the link. She sent me videos like to how to use it. I found this particular one on Amazon, but you can find them across the internet for sure. But so what it is, is a tool that, again, this has been practiced by the Chinese for years. And basically it kind of primarily can do like a lymphatic drain for your skin and for what's going on with blood circulation in your face. Some people use it to reduce puffiness. If you tend to wake up with puffiness, you can use it before bed to massage the liquid accumulation basically in your lymphatic system through your face. Again, I've been using it for TMJ primarily. That's what I very first started using it for. I have to tell you within my first, I don't know what to call it. It's not exactly a treatment, but the first time I used it to help reduce my TMJ pain that I was feeling, I was like, oh my gosh, this is magic. Where has it been my whole life? To be able to have something because Just doing like pressing your fingers against your jaw to try to massage that jaw joint can only bring you so much relief. And sometimes, honestly, it makes it worse. But using this particular stone and the techniques for relieving jaw pain has been like magic for me. I texted Catherine the next day. I was like, this is magic. I cannot believe I haven't had this before to treat my jaw pain. Well, after I worked so great for relieving jaw pain, I was like, well, maybe there's something to this lymphatic facial massage situation. And the one that I ordered off of Amazon does come with some very basic instructions of like which directions to move the stone around your face to do which things. There are a ton of videos, as you can imagine, on Instagram and YouTube to teach you how to use it. I will link to one that I feel like is pretty comprehensive in the show notes that's on YouTube that you can check out if you're interested in this. Again, a lot of women are finding it to be really helpful for basically just, again, reducing puffiness. Some people claim, I have not seen this myself, but some people are claiming that it helps to reduce like fine lines, wrinkles, those types of things. So I've been super in love with it because so often for me, once I get into a TMJ flare-up, almost the only thing I can do is just take ibuprofen around the clock on a Mm -hmm. schedule for a few days, which is fine. And it does help, but it's hard on your tummy. It's just hard on your system to take that much ibuprofen for that extended amount of time. 
So to find something that I can use externally to treat this, it really snapped me right out of that flare up. And I'm just like, I just want to tell everybody these things are amazing. So I could not wait to share it as an awesome of the week. So yeah, that's so I do not know what this looks like. Can you describe it for me? Yeah. Well, so the one that I have actually kind of looks like a flattened, slightly misshapen heart. I don't know if all of them look like that, but it's nice because with the heart, you get kind of like some different, again, rounded points, not like pointy points, but like rounded parts. So you could press in with that rounded Mm -hmm. piece if you wanted to, or you can use the more flat edge for different parts of the massage. I have seen others that are not shaped like that at all, that are shaped almost more like in a hook, a gentle hook kind of shape. So I think that there's different variations on it, but I think that both the technique and the tool you use for it is kind of all under the umbrella of gua sha. And to spell it, and I'll put this in the show notes, but it's G-U-A-S-H-A. Okay. So. Yeah, that's very fascinating, especially the idea that it's, I mean, it's a beauty thing, but that it actually has like benefits if you're in pain, yes. you know, because that TMJ can be so tricky to treat. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we will put links in the show notes for our awesomes of the week. Of course, we want to know what's awesome in your life. So we talk about these every week in our communities online. Again, you can come and find us on Instagram. Our social media coordinator, Lori Lynn, have to give her another shout out because she has just like set our whole Instagram community on fire yep. in a good way. We have so much going on over there these days. If you have not joined us there, but you are on Instagram, come find us there. We have so much fun stuff going on, not just related to the episodes, but just in general, awesome stuff that we're sharing. So we are at Sort of Awesome Show on Instagram. Come and find us in the Facebook group. It is so good to have such a strong, connected community of women that you can turn to and you know they're going to be there for you. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash sort of awesome hangout. Kelly and I have some great things to share that we are doing to bless our future selves when we come right back. All right, you guys, let's face it. We probably all have something we should see a doctor about, but maybe we've been putting it off. You guys, your health is too important to ignore. If making a doctor's appointment feels like a chore, Plush Care is here for you. They make it super easy to schedule an appointment and see a doctor so I can prioritize my health hassle-free. Plush Care provides virtual doctor appointments through your smartphone or your computer. I just pick a time that works for me. I book an appointment right online. I don't have to sit on hold forever or even make a phone call to make an appointment. I don't have to leave the house and go sit in a crowded waiting room. With Plush Care, I can be diagnosed, treated, and even have a prescription sent to the pharmacy of my choice if needed, all within minutes. Plush Care accepts most major insurance carriers and is available in all 50 states. And the doctors care. They are here to help by discussing treatment options and providing prescriptions as needed. And they're available anytime I have questions. And if you're having a difficulty managing your emotions, and who isn't these days, Plush Care doctors are here to help. Schedule an appointment today to discuss treatment options. You guys know that I am all about some online care for myself. I hate making phone calls. Plush Care takes that completely out of the equation. I don't have to worry with any of that. They make it so easy, so convenient, so comfortable to see a doctor about whatever it is that I need to take care of. Plush Care makes it easier than ever to take care of yourself inside and out. So start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com slash awesome to start your free 30-day trial. That's P-L-U-S-H 
C-A-R-E.com slash awesome for a free 30-day trial. Plushcare.com slash awesome. All right. Okay, Kelly, we had so much fun kind of like brainstorming out what this could look like. And in fact, something that you shared with me that I absolutely loved was you kind of said, Jen Hatmaker has talked about this well-known author and speaker, Jen Hatmaker has talked about this on her Facebook page, how she is learning to incorporate some of these rhythms into her life. You sent me a few of those posts. One of them, she started off by saying, morning, Jen would like to thank nighttime Jen for washing her face last night with all the soft potions and drinking a huge glass of water. So she woke up not looking like five miles of bad road. (laughs) (laughs) Only Jen Hatmaker can say these things. I was going to say, yeah, that's such a Texas thing to say for sure. But yes, that is such a perfect example of what got us thinking like, how can we recognize all of the things that we are doing sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes for the long term, where we're like, thank you, past me. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that you took the time to do this. So that kind of got our conversation going. That's right. And it's funny because, A, this really does, it touches on a core ethic, I think, of sort of awesome, which is how to do true self-care. So this is like little moments of self-care. Meg and I were saying before the show that naturally, neither of us are super like wired this way. I am a planner, but I don't really like to ultra plan my day. Mm -hmm. And it took me years, you guys, years to finally understand that by doing something that I don't really want to do at nighttime or in the morning time, it makes the future me happier. I'm giving a gift to myself. And when I reframed it that way in front of it, instead of it being something I have to do that annoyed me, but by saying future me is going to be so happy that you are doing this right now. It really worked. And so it did help me to make the changes and to put the steps in place and to kind of force when there's that, oh, I don't want to load the dishwasher tonight. I'm tired. Just remembering all the times that when I wake up and the kitchen is clean already, how happy that is and how it starts my day off right. So it's worth it. I also want to note, because I think this is something that Jen said in her post that made me laugh, but it's true. And that's why we're going to do this anyway. She's like, please note that my best advice to my community is to brush your teeth. I am a real sage. (laughs) (laughs) And it it might feel like that a little bit, like the things that we're talking about are so ordinary, Mm -hmm. but I think sometimes we just need to be reminded like that these things matter. You can do them and they make a real difference in your life. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And also as Kelly and I were talking Again, because this is not like an inborn thing for us, some of you who are listening are going to be like, well, this is just basic elementary life living. Right. Because <laughs> it's sort of born into how your DNA, like how you do life. But since it's not for Kelly and I, in that sense, like it's totally natural, I do want to note if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, this doesn't sound like caring for myself. This sounds exhausting. I don't know that I could ever get to these kinds of routines. I think Kelly and I both went to super strongly emphasize, like, this is not meant to pressure. This is sort of just like, hey, this is what's working for us. This is the joy it brings, having followed through on it. But there's plenty of places that both you and I, I'm sure, like, you know, I could maybe do a little something here, but I'm not quite ready to take on something else right now. Right. Well, and you know, one of the things that you used to say about me in the podcast, Meg, was like that I'm the big sister of the group, and I am the oldest. And I do think this is one of those things that we're like calling back on the path Mm -hmm. to our sisters and saying, hey, here's something that I learned. You can do this too. If I can do it, you can do it. 
Totally, totally. Well, why don't you kick us off? We thought we would do some things that we do for ourselves on the daily that have really been incorporated into some of our daily routines. And then here in a little while, we'll talk about some of the more like long-term things. But why don't you kick us off with a few things off of your daily list? We'll just kind of share back and forth. We both have a little list to go through. Okay. So I'm going to try to organize my thoughts a little bit, Okay, which even itself is like its own <laughs> thing that I'm still <laughs> learning how to do. I'm going to focus in on things that Nighttime Kelly does that has made a difference for Morning Kelly. Perfect. And I yes. think this is actually a big category and really very little that I used to do. Mm-hmm. I did grow up brushing my teeth every night. Mm-hmm. And because I did not have great skin in high school and college, I did also grow up washing my face every night. Like, I know for some people, those of you who have really clear skin, mm. you're like, oh, I don't wash my face. I'm like, I wash my face three times a day, like, <laughs> because there's so much oil. So that's not even an option. Like if I don't want it to mm-hmm. have a really bad breakout, I have to. So those two things, those are the only two things I could do like, regularly. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I've changed. So this is what I have learned to do. Even though it is work at nighttime, it makes my morning self so happy. So first thing is to either... Set up the coffee maker, which again, like you said, makes some people are like, well, duh. For some people, they're just like, I forget that I can do that. You can set it up. Most coffee makers have a timer so that you can wake up to hot coffee. So I'm not drinking coffee at the moment, but back in the olden days and the pre-panty days when I used to go to work like at dark 30, I always had the coffee ready to go in the morning. Awesome. I'm also going to give you another option if you are like me, not drinking coffee right now. Do whatever you need to do to make your morning easier to make that breakfast that first thing that you want. So maybe I used to also make a smoothie the night before and put it in the fridge. Now, you know, isn't the same as a morning smoothie, but I was like, you guys, I am so not a morning person. I just don't function well in the morning. Yeah. Like everything that I have to do feels like a chore. I'm grumpy about having to do anything. So the more I can do at nighttime, I have learned it makes my wake up easier and happier because I'm like, oh, look, here's a smoothie. It's already made. I don't have to put that stuff together. I don't have to make the blender go. Oh, look, here's my coffee. It's already done. Those little things have made such a difference for me, especially not only for my whole day, because if you wake up kind of grumpy, your whole day can be kind of grumpy, but just on a day-to-day basis to know that that's going to be done. Yes. Yes, And of course, that can go to lunches too, right? To school lunches, your own lunch. Pack those up the night before. You can do that. Here's another one that is huge. And I do not know why I have figured this out in like the last year. You guys, I'm almost 50. (laughs) Why did it take me this long? You can run the dishwasher every night. Like before you go to bed, I have a timer on mine. So I actually, as I'm loading it up after dinner, I put the little tab in. I'm like, let's see, it's eight o'clock. That's mean I want the dishwasher to run around one. I just set it to go in five hours. Hit start. And then I don't even have to wonder if I'm oftentimes I used to be in bed and I would go, oh, Yeah. Did I start the dishwasher? Right, right, right. Yeah. Because I was always waiting. Like I didn't want to start it right after dinner Mm -hmm. because people come and eat after dinner and then all those dishes were in the sink in the morning. So I was always like trying to wait until one of the last things I would do before I go to bed and I would forget. So, oh my word, there's a timer. Why am I not using this? And then also I used to be like, well, it's not completely full. Like I could fit the breakfast dishes in here or, you know, whatever. And embarrassingly, we have talked about this on the show way back in the days before we had kids. Like I ran the dishwasher so infrequently, it was really just to get spoons because we just ate cereal. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. So like, it was like, oh no, it's been five days and I still haven't run the dishwasher, we're out of spoons. Um, that's not my life anymore, obviously having four kids and everybody at home all the time. 
it would need to be read more than that. But to know that it's just going to be done and then to wake up to clean dishes, that also enables that whole thing of having a clean kitchen, which this is another thing I didn't always used to do, but just loading that dishwasher, washing the pots. I don't even dry things. Like if I have a big pan that I need to wash, I just wash it and I leave it on top of my stove to dry or air dry overnight. It's all done. When I come in in the morning, everything's clean. It's a fresh start. And to have not a dirty kitchen, but a wiped off counters, the sink isn't loaded with things. There might be a few things in there is a game changer. Yes, it really is. It really is. I know that this is something that you have talked about too, like having that clean kitchen at nighttime when you're tired and you're like, I don't don't want to do that. Mm. But pushing through is a gift to yourself the next day when you wake up and you're like, look, I don't even have to clean up my kitchen. Yes. And I will say I did not start out like really loving making that part of my evening routine that would be something I'd be so grateful for in the morning. So what I did as an incentive for myself is if I had a podcast I really wanted to listen to, I would save it for that Mm. specific time so that there was something fun I could look forward to, pop in earbuds, whatever. And it's like a treat to myself in the moment because I've been saving listening to that particular podcast. And it helps me to not be like, grumbling around the kitchen like well why is everybody so messy around here why are there more dishes in the sink all of the things I'm just like I go into the zone I'm listening I'm spraying down the counters all of the things so pairing something that I look forward to with something that I don't want to do has been huge for me yes oh that's another huge life lesson like not only is this a gift to your future self and I think that really this is one of those things that it's like taste and see Yeah, biblical term like yes do it try it push through the initial like I don't want to do this right now and see how it feels mm-hmm. the next day. Yep. And then that starts to become a loop, a self-love, you know, like that sort of thing. But the whole other idea of trying to find a way to bribe yourself at mm-hmm. the beginning mm-hmm. to just push through, I am a master at that because I don't like to do any of this stuff. <laughs> You're Enneagram 7. Yeah. I prefer, yeah, that none of that be on your list. Right. But, yes. <laughs> but it makes me happy in the long run. And so I, what I do is I often watch sitcoms. Oh, I'll yeah. put in my headphones, like wireless headphones, and I put up you know, a little thing on my iPad while I'm cleaning up the kitchen. So then I'm not even, I'm always having to trick my brain mm-hmm. into not being aware that it's doing work. Absolutely. Like, hey, your hands are just busy loading the dishwasher while you're watching this show. <laughs> and then my brain's like, all right, maybe. <laughs> I guess. We'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> the other one thing I have to talk about nighttime self, because again, this was just a couple years ago that I figured out that this could be so good. So most people on your trash day, at least this is how it works in the U.S. They usually come kind of in the morning, right? Those trucks are come rumbling through sometimes very early. Ours comes at six o'clock in the morning, Kelly. Oh my word. Six. Okay. <laughs> Ours have not come that early in a while, but they would come at like maybe 8.30. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the trick with that is that you feel like it's not six. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I'll just put the garbage out in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do that in the morning. I'm so tired tonight. I'm not yeah. going to do that. And then what happens? You're laying in bed and you hear the truck start to come down the street and you're like, oh, swear word, insert swear word here. And you're like rushing around your house trying to empty all the trash cans. Like it's, and you're running out. You are the flap, you know, somebody in like pajamas and slippers. Like I have literally done that before. I have, yes. I think I've actually flagged the truck down after it's actually left our house and been like, come back. Did they come back? I don't think they did, but they, I did go and call (laughs) immediately and was like, they just left. I'm so sorry. And they're like, we'll have them circle back. So they did come, you know, like without having to do a whole thing. Right. 
you guys, you can put it out the night before. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is a non-negotiable in our house because they do come so early. And right. because I have, I'll tell you what, the one time I have chased them, like had to run out of the house in, I don't even know if I w- was clothed. I definitely didn't even have shoes on and get it out to the curb was like the first pickup after Christmas when you have <gasps> all the paper, yes. you know, like all the paper plates from all the snacking in the family. It was puking trash and we had forgotten to get it out and they were there like super early. And I was like, oh no. no yeah. Just, so we are definitely, because ours come so early, our okay. whole block is night before people. And it's almost like this unspoken communication system. The night before, so ours comes on Tuesday morning. So many nights you just start, you hear the rumble. It's not Oklahoma thunder coming down the plains. It's the rumble of everybody pushing their, yeah. their, <laughs> their big garbage, bins. Yeah. The big bins down the driveways to the curb to be picked up the next day. We kind of keep each other on track collectively in our neighborhood because you do not want to be out there at dark 30 in the morning pushing that trash out. Yes. Well, so see, that's smart. And since you have it so early, it kind of forces your hand. I think those of us who have this more mid-morning pickup, oh, we yeah, think yeah, yeah. we can do it the next day. And this goes to a deeper issue that so many of us, I think, do this. We're like, well, it doesn't have to be done now. Yes. You know, like we put it off sure. until it has to be done. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to include a couple here, Meg, that are not like nighttime morning, but in some ways they are very similar. Yeah. One is a nighttime morning thing for me because I used to do this all the time. I'd be driving home from work noticed that my gas was low and would say to myself, I'm so tired. I will just fill up on my way out yep. in the morning, Yep, which is a lie. It's a lie from the it's devil. A lie. It is. <laughs> I have never stopped in the morning unless I've absolutely had to. And even then that means I'm, I'm, it's the day that I'm already running late for work. Of course, every time it will guarantee that you will be running late if you yep. also need to gas up your vehicle. Where you're like, okay, I'm, it says I have zero miles left to go. <laughs> and somehow my car is still going on the fumes of God's grace. <laughs> I have to get gas. I cannot drive all the way 20 miles into my job. Yeah, I have to stop. And this is like the worst possible time. And again, this is the thing that just didn't occur to me is that you can fill up at any time. <laughs> you don't even need to wait until you get the grace of God fumes. Like you can fill up at a quarter tank. You can even fill up at half a tank. Kelly. You can't. I don't know if I could do that. That's probably, <laughs> that's pushing me too much. I think I did at the beginning of the pandemic because everything was so weird. Right, right, right. Even though we weren't driving, like every time I went to Costco, I'm like, I'm just going to top it off because just you don't know. Case. But like, I've know. never done that in my life. I just, I don't know why. Why is there such a weird resistance in me? Why make teens? It's like saying you don't have to wait until the last minute. Yeah. You don't have to. I'm such a deadline person. Yes. I think that's why. But that's stupid, too. There's no reason that all of these things have to be put off until the last minute. Related, this is a bonus. This is, I always put off wrapping presents, mm. especially like for birthday parties mm-hmm. or for my own children. Like I could get the gift a month ahead of time and I'm like, I'm going to wrap it on their birthday probably five minutes before they open it. Yeah. Or I'm going to wrap the present for their friend when we should be leaving. Yeah, exactly. Why? We have in the car on the way to the birthday party been <laughs> shoving presents into gift bags and trying to do the tissue in the car. So yes, Absolutely. I relate to that. <laughs> so again, where I was like, I've had this in my closet downstairs yep. for a week. Why am I like, I can't wrap presents right. before the day of the birthday? That's stupid. So that's just, a, it's an extra kind of like, it, it's in my mind related to the gas thing, because here are things that you can do as soon as you get it. 
Yeah. You could do on a day, you have a half tank of gas and you're driving by the gas station. You could fill up right then as a gift to your future self. If you've got a birthday present that's just come, like you could go wrap it then. You can do or it. Or at least the day before. <laughs> just a novel idea. It's a revolutionary idea is what it is. <laughs> will I do it, Kelly? No. Well, yes and no. Like maybe you will for some things. And I'm just laughing at all the awesomes who already do this. Oh my like gosh. Like they're listening to us right now and thinking. They're in physical bless. pain. Yeah. Think listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So those were Kelly's. I'm going to talk about mine here in just a few minutes when we come right back. Hey, awesomes. When it comes right down to it, we've all been sold a lie by the weight loss industry. And that lie is that weight equals health. The number on the scale has become so powerful that it defines how people feel and think about themselves. But that is not an accurate reflection of true health. And that's why we love using FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale. FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale is one of the most accurate home smart scales in the world. It measures 17 different body compositions, which gives you a more accurate picture of your health and body. Here's how it works. You step on the scale and the four metal pads will analyze 17 different health measurements, including your body fat percentage, muscle mass, hydration levels, bone density, and more. The best part about FitTrack is that you can easily track and trend your health over time and see how your daily choices, ranging from exercise to to what you eat are all affecting your health in the big picture. FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale is a really great tool to keep me accountable. FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale results are incredibly accurate and it's great for families. FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale can recognize up to eight different accounts so you can track your entire family's health. The infant mode even lets parents track that all important baby weight number. The Dara Smart Scale syncs with the free FitTrack app. All of my health insights are saved in one place. So stop measuring weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to FitTrack.com slash awesome to take 50% off of your order. Plus for a limited time, you're also going to save an additional 30% with the code BUILD30 at checkout. That's F-I-T track.com slash awesome to save 50% plus get an additional 30% off your order with the code build 30 at checkout. Don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer fittrack.com slash awesome with code build 30 at checkout. Okay, Kelly. So I was totally tracking with so many of these that you were sharing, because first of all, the tidying up the kitchen at night is non-negotiable for me. And the coffee pot thing. So we use, and I've talked about this for years on Sort of Awesome, but we're big fans of mocha pots. We have two. One of them is from Bialetti, which is a very well-known mocha pot brand. The other one is like a generic one that Kyle picked up at a restaurant supply store. That's how much we love our mocha pots. We have two. And so, yeah, that's totally non-negotiable for me that before I go to bed, those coffee pots get cleaned up. Now they're, you know, a really basic technology. They're right. not electric at all. So there's no setting it there's up. There's no the timer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could get everything ready. I mean, you don't want to yeah. even like grind your beans early, right? Like that's right. my yeah. husband's like that, where I was willing when I was drinking coffee to sacrifice the freshly ground beans, like to grind them 12 hours yes. in advance. Yeah. And he's like, nope. Yeah. So yeah. I understand that, but you're getting it already. Like you're not, right. you don't have to get up the next morning and be like, now nah, I've got to clean out these grounds. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. The other thing that I do for myself that's along those lines of tidying is I tidy up the living room. The rest of the house could be falling apart. But for me, the kitchen and the living room, if they can at least not have toys all over the floor and having a one-year-old, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. Kelly, I forgot until 
toddlerhood hit again, Nico just gets everything out. And it's not even toys. Toys are a thing. We have way cut down on the number of toys he can have out at any given time. But it's like random things. Like there will be a tube of toothpaste in the middle of the living room floor just sitting there because he got into a drawer and got it out. I mean, and also having two puppies in the house, they'll pull out their dog bones and leave them in the floor. You do not want to step on a dog bone first thing in the morning. So after everybody has gone upstairs and the dogs are in their beds, doing that living room tidy is such a gift to myself. Every morning, I'm like, thank you. So this right. is awesome. And it probably doesn't even take that long, I'm going to guess. Like no. how long does it take most nights? Even though you have to push through the, I don't want to do this. Like, right. Maybe 15 I mean, minutes. Max? I was going to say 15 minutes because our kids, we have trained them all into the process of dinner dishes. So that's a whole thing where we have a, one of the girls is doing the washing, a twin is doing the drying and, and putting away as much as possible. So then I just like to go in because I have my things I like to have done. I like the countertops to look a certain way. Again, I like the coffee pots to be like, I, I, ha- I do my things that I like. So that doesn't take that long. And then the living room, just depending on the day and how much was done in the living room. I'm thinking 15, maybe 20 minutes. And again, I've got my podcast going or an audiobook or even just music. And so, golly, just that final sweep before I go upstairs is so great. Love it. We talked about washing face. I also am a big face wash skincare person before bed. This is something I've been doing for a while. I will say I have simplified mine for a while. I was doing that 10 step. Asian beauty routine, I did get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm a little burned out on this, but doing face washing, doing like some kind of moisturizer. Also my lips, especially since it's been winter, I am always, you know, putting on that last layer of lip balm before bed. So that's a huge thing for me because in the morning, I, this is just me personally. And I know that again, there are some people with beautiful complexions that this doesn't really bother them. Or maybe you're just like, I don't, it just doesn't bother me. But since I do tend to wear makeup every day, I like wearing makeup. It's fun. Waking up the next morning with yesterday's makeup on, it just, it bothers me. Like it's not even, you know, like a breakout or anything like that. It just makes me feel kind of grungy. So for me, definitely skincare routine is a big gift to myself. The next morning feels so good. I don't have the mascara all Yep, clumped everywhere. Yes, yes. yes, The big raccoon eyes that you can't get rid of. Yes. Now I will say there have been definitely, you know, times when I have just been too exhausted, too run down, sick, whatever, that I don't make that a priority. It happens, of course. But you know, like on a normal, any given day, that's really important to me. Two new things that I've added in recently, again, because those things that we're talking about, cleaning up the kitchen, skincare, those are things I've been doing for years. So it just feels like it's part of my natural flow of the day now. But two things I've added in the past year or so, in the evening, making sure that my journal and a black pen, it has to be black, are on my dresser and ready for my morning meditation and journaling Mm. time. So those have been really important to me. I have gotten so into meditation. I know you and I have talked about this Mm -hmm. multiple times. I never thought I'd be a meditation person. It saved my life from the beginning of the pandemic forward. And it is so like, I crave that time now. It has become so internalized for me as caring for myself. But I do like to do some journaling in the morning after I'm done meditating. It's so important to me to have a black pen. If I don't have a black pen, I get so grouchy. 
people come in here, they walk off with my favorite pens. So if I can just take like a few minutes to just like look around and be like, here's my journal. Do I have a pen? Then it's taking one less like agitation away from my morning. So that one. And then this one is going to seem a little weird for some people. I understand that, but this is just like, we're talking about a little gift to ourselves. So also in the past year, 18 months, I've gotten really into different scents and perfumes from independent indie perfume houses. So I've started putting some aside for my nighttime or my sleeping scent. (gasps) That's so smart because scent is a really powerful sleep inducer. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I've been doing just like, it's just like a little dab. And to me, this scent that I picked to sleep in, it's like just for me. I mean, Kyle obviously shares in the aromatic experience too, but like, I'm not even like thinking about what the day is ahead or like what season we're in or anything like that. I'm just picking some of my very favorite scents. So some lavenders, some vanillas, I'll have to kind of go through my perfume stash and share some of the other scents. But Just a little something at the end of the day that smells so good. And I do love a great scent. And it just is kind of helps lullaby me off to sleep with a lovely scent. Right. So I love that so much. And this, I think, goes to the core, too, that we keep saying is that I wouldn't have thought about that because we think about perfume as being something that's like for the day or, you know, like to finish us off for other people to you know, that sort of a thing. So I had never thought about it being something that could just be, I mean, it is for us. We're the ones who smell the scent a sure, lot sure. too, but at the same time, the idea that it could just, just be for sleep and to, you know, make the connection in our brain between like the smell and it means sleep is so, so smart. Yes. Yeah. So do you do anything? I think this is a harder category. So often we think about it like nighttime me is doing something as a gift for daytime mm-hmm. me. Are there any things that like morning Meg does to bless Nighttime day? So this list is definitely shorter for sure. As mm-hmm. I was thinking about it, one of them, I just mentioned meditate. If I can start the day right. with meditating, it's mm-hmm. better for me all day long. It's better for the people around me. It is, it has been such a game changer for me, but two other like more practical things. I'm a bed maker and I have been for years. It bothers, again, it's a kind of like the face washing thing. It just bothers me. I have no judgment. I have no expectation for anyone else around me. We don't make our kids make their beds every day. For some people, that's a really big thing in their family. We do not make our kids do it. But for me, a made bed is such a gift to climb into that at the end of the day. You know, I think it just our days are so busy and can be so chaotic to have that one thing. Plus I work literally my like office quote unquote is in our room. And so if my bed was unmade, I would be climbing back under the covers and turning on <laughs> Netflix instead of working. So there's that practical Absolutely. thing too. But it's just such a gift to myself at the end of the day to be like this oasis of calm that is my bed. Yes. Is all nice and tidy. I like to fold up my pajamas or whatever, you know, just kind of do some basic tidying for nighttime me. Another, this is so random. But I've got a lot of people in this house, seven people all together. We go through a lot of toilet paper. So in the mornings after everybody leaves, I don't do this every single day, but it's not unusual for me to just pop into the bathrooms and make sure that we are stocked on toilet paper so that there's nothing worse than going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And there is no toilet paper, not even the yes. last scrap on the tube. <laughs> it's all gone. Nobody replaced it. It makes me irate that I'm angry in the middle of the night. 
Yes. <laughs> so morning slash daytime me has been trying to be more mindful about our toilet paper supply. <laughs> That's actually a really good one. I kind of do that too, where I just will look and see what's on the toilet paper roll. And if it's looking low, I just put a fresh roll of toilet paper on the back of the toilet mm-hmm. somewhere where it's like, okay, so at least it's there if this runs out yep. or just restock like in the bathrooms themselves, like under the sink or wherever we keep extra rolls. I might do that when I'm cleaning the house, but yeah, you're right. To run out in the middle of the night is the absolute worst thing. <laughs> so just making sure it's there. I think something that I do that's similar to this, where again, it, it is an odder question to think about what we do, our morning selves for our evening selves. But this is meal planning mm. really is like my gift to my evening yes. self. To know what I'm going to be making for dinner that night. And really, I almost do this like 24 hours in advance or more, you know, where I'll look and say, okay, even if I've got a meal plan that I might do once a week, I'm always readjusting and checking and being like, is this really what I want to do? And then thinking too, lots of times I have just gotten in the habit of if there's meat that needs to thaw, mm. I get it out of the freezer the night before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way it's like half frozen and I can put it back in my fridge and it's ready to go. Because for years I've always been like, oh, I'm having chicken tonight at 530. Let's go get the chicken out of the freezer and put it in the microwave, which, you know, like doesn't work well. Uh-huh. And you get those like oh, I know. white rubbery yeah, edges. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. it's not a fun thing. So just making those preparations. And of course, if you want to take it up a notch, it's to look at your day and say, what kind of day am I having? How can I bless my evening self? Am I going to be super stressed tonight? Do kids need to get run around in the evening? Or am I going to be exhausted because I know what kind of day of work I've got ahead? Maybe this is a day for a crockpot meal. Yes. Or even just eating out, like just making a plan, yep. I think is the big thing. That's the gift to the future me to know that. And again, there could be all sorts of families in my family. I love to cook. So I have been very selfish about food. Mm-hmm. Like, because so often for me, it is a fun thing. But even for me, I want to have a plan Mm -hmm. about dinner so that I'm not facing that 4.35 o'clock, like, oh my word, I don't know what I'm going to make. Things aren't defrosted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. So just to be able to say, hey, I know what I'm doing for dinner tonight is a wonderful thing. This is reminding me so much of a conversation that we had years ago, literally back in 2015, about if you are in survival mode to rely on the three D's, dishes, dinner, and do laundry to have some stability to your day. And so like you were talking about running the dishwasher, making a plan for dinner early in the day, because it is never a good idea. (laughs) That's not to say we don't do some of that around here. That's like sort (laughs) of four o'clock. I don't cook dinner, mostly Kyle does, but even he will be like, huh, what should we, what do we do for dinner? (laughs) What are we going to do about this? So, but yeah, making that plan early in the day can make a huge difference for the evening for sure. Yeah. Right. Because then you know what you're going to do and then you can relax a little bit more too. I think it just helps me to feel like, okay, this one big task in the evening, I know what's happening. Yes. And so then I can enjoy and relax a little bit more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, another category that we thought was interesting would be to talk about what are some of the things that we're doing right now? that don't really fit into like our daily rhythms and routines, but we are making little decisions along the way towards a thing that we're anticipating for the future. Kelly, I feel like you have such a good list for this. So I would love to hear some of the ones that you are doing along the way that you know someday that future Kelly is going to be like, past Kelly, you are a genius. (laughs) Yes, you're a genius. So this one just is so boring. 
I think that's probably why I fought against it for years. But you guys, we do need to be saving money, you know, like being smart with our finances. And the easiest thing you can do is just to save a little bit each week or each paycheck. And the easiest way to do that is if you work for a company that has a 401k or 403b, is just to put away the money in that. It comes out of your paycheck. You don't have to do anything. It goes into a savings account and often it's matched by your employer up to a certain amount. So, you know, they always say like, if you're not putting in enough money yep. to hit the maximum match Max from your out. company, like you're leaving money on the table, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So just do that. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're going to have to go in and fill out some paperwork and, you know, read a bunch of disclaimers. Yes. All of that is true. Mm-hmm. But then it's done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is awesome. And it's so nice that it's easy. It's something that you don't have to think about. It's yes. not money you even really see. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So even if you do, like, depending on how your pay stub situation works, you may even see your contribution going in. And sometimes it's kind of like, oh, but instead of thinking of it like that, it's like, oh my gosh, future me is going to be so happy that I did right. this. Yeah, exactly. Especially the younger you are, like looking at amortization and how it works, the better it is like putting in money as much as you can when you're young because then that money is going to start to accumulate, you know, savings, interest, and it's just going to be a good thing. So doing something like that is, it's a no brainer, but so many of us feel, I don't know, intimidated or yeah, it is some money out of your paycheck that you're like, I could spend that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, I could do things with that. Yeah. But just being able to save some money for yourself for the future is so smart. Yeah. It's not um, very sexy or glamorous to talk about, right. but it is so smart. <laughs> it is smart. The other thing, this is a new one for me, is to maybe be intentional about vacations. So I feel like this is something that our family has not done very well. And that's why I say it's a new one for me. I'm trying to think about it differently. To look at, especially for us, Megan, like you, we have a large family. So there's six people here and we're very different people. So not everybody, we're not like, a oh, everybody can't wait to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go to the beach. I have one son who won't even get in the water. Yeah. Doesn't like humidity or heat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not going to work. Um, So trying to find things that we can be intentional about using our time together, especially as my kids get older and they have their own things and they're, you know, we're just not even even together for dinner every night. So wanting to be intentional about our vacations to say, where do we all want to go? What could we, the most of us get on board with? And then back that up and say, okay, so how much would that cost? You know, like, what do we need to do now? to make that happen. Because I think that what's happened to us for years is that because of me, (laughs) because I am the NFP and like a seven in this family, I would hit a point. In fact, I'm at that point right now. Like I cannot stay here one more day. I have to go on an adventure. And so I would like push an adventure Mm -hmm. that was usually something that I wanted to do and try to find a good deal and all those things. But still, it was more reactive Mm. than intentional. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So just being able to say, wait, where do you guys want to go? When should we do that? How much would it cost? What do we want to do when we're there? And then using that as the goal to back time, Mm -hmm. how we will use our vacation time, how we want to invest our money, even miles and points like that you get on credit cards and that sort of thing. Be like, well, no, I'm not going to use those for Christmas presents this year because I really want that to go toward this big vacation that we're planning. Yeah, I think that that is going to, again, it doesn't sound very sexy, because it isn't right now, you know, like it's not an immediate payoff. And I think that for those of us who like immediate payoffs and our culture is pretty immediate payoffy, it's hard to prioritize something that's down the road, even a year. 
But being able to do that, I think is going to pay off in dividends. And when I'm on that vacation and everyone's happy and we've, it hasn't been a last minute rush and we haven't overspent, future me will be very happy with this. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's so good. We are definitely just because we keep having all these kids, we are not <laughs> the greatest at planning vacations. However, now that we only have one that was a little bit more, you know, of a challenge to travel with and go and do things with, we are kind of starting to look on down the road to a time on the horizon now where it would be so fun to take this whole crew to go and do something. So I am loving that and I'm feeling so inspired for sure. Yeah, I think it's just a great question to even ask the people in your family and your group and be like, where should we go? Like, where would you want to go? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can dream big. You can say like, I would us all to go on a cruise around the world for a year. Like, that's not going to happen. But what are the places that you want to stop? Yes. You know, like, where should we really prioritize as a family? Yeah, loving that. I have to tell you that when I was thinking about long-term me, how am I being good to future self? I was a little embarrassed because I feel like this is an area where I do have so much room to grow. Sometimes I do feel like I'm just kind of barely keeping my nose above the water in the present. So to think like, what can I be doing for future self? I genuinely was kind of drawing a blank. However, I'm going to step into that space of grace and realize we are not here to judge ourselves or certainly anybody else about, you know, being good to ourselves in the future. So I'm going to look at this as a place to grow. I did think of one thing that I really have just started doing kind of And it's a practice I want to continue to build on. And it's this concept of 90-day planning. Have you heard of this, Kelly? I have heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so this idea, instead of being like in January, being, okay, here is 2021 ahead of me. What will this year look like in total? If you are a big picture thinker like I am, that can feel, on the one hand, kind of great because you got the whole year to look forward to, but then also like, how does that, how do you make that work? How do you sustain that? Exactly, very Mm -hmm. overwhelming. How do you sustain those goals and that energy for a whole year? So 90-day planning is a generalized concept and it can take a lot of different forms, but it's basically breaking the year down into four chunks of time. If you're in the business world, of course, you may already do this naturally thinking about quarter one, quarter two, those types of things. So for the first time, I'm really dialing in on that concept, both for sort of awesome and also just in my personal life to look at like, okay, here is this spread of 90 days coming up. What do I want to be able to look back at the end of this 90 days and see has been accomplished? How does that fit into my bigger vision and dream, hopes and plans for the year? And it feels so much more manageable, so much more easy to say, okay, now I feel uncomfortable thinking about like, what is November of this year going to look like for me? But it feels a lot more comfortable to be like, okay, so now it's time to go ahead and start thinking ahead to like, oh, April, May, June, what could that look like? What do we want to accomplish? Those types of things. So I've been really into it. I am brand new to it. It has been pretty great to reap the benefits of it so far, because here we are kind of uh, nearing the end of the first quarter, the first 90 days of 2021. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We're, We're actually kind of doing some things. It's happening. So, so far, I'm really liking it. We'll see if I stick with it because you never know about these things. (laughs) Right. But I do think that it's possible that what happens is we do something and we feel good about ourselves. And so we keep doing it. Yes. You know, there's this cycle that we can get into just like the opposite cycle Mm. where we don't do something and then we feel like trash and we feel like we 
should have done that. And I knew better than I should have done that. And so now I'm just going to sit here for the whole evening because the day is a waste and eat ice cream and red wine. And like, I'm just, we can do the opposite. We can say, I'm going to do one small thing and I'm going to build on it. And look, that made me feel good. I accomplished some things. Yes. Yeah. Then I'm going to keep going. And that's really the gift that we give to our future selves when we push through that and we get to experience that. I do think that there's a danger a little bit. As you were talking, I thought so many of us this last year, in particular, survival alone has been, if you survived, mm-hmm. you win. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like this has not been a good year for us to be able to like, what are we going to do? What are our goals? Mm-hmm. Like survival has been the goal. And I just want to make sure that everybody hears us saying that. Yes. That even though we're talking about all these things, and especially the long-term things, I think, can feel overwhelming in a year when we're like, I don't even know how we're going to get through tomorrow. Yeah, totally. And also, I think a lot of us are like still in recovery mode for the fact that we did have goals and plans and dreams in 2020. And it literally went up in flames in a bad way. So So, yeah, I want to make sure that I think it's fine to talk about the long term stuff. But maybe the focus of the show and what we want to leave you with is that day to day. Because the day-to-day is enough. Mm -hmm. And the day-to-day is the foundation for some of those longer-term things. So if you are listening to this and you maybe were like me when I was 25 and I didn't do anything but brush my teeth and wash my face. And I just was like, this is so overwhelming. Like (laughs) listening to these people talk about all the things that they do. Yeah. Especially because, you know, like I didn't have kids. You know, like there was just so many things that didn't have to be done the same way that I do have to do them today. Here, like, is my takeaway is to pick one thing. Make your bed or get out your workout clothes for the next day. Pick one thing. So start small and then just be consistent. And hopefully your feel goodness about yourself, your ability to recognize that what you're doing past you to benefit future you is a gift and is worth it, will build. And so then you can just layer on more things as you continue to build habits that are good for you. But just pick one. Yep. Don't look at this list and be like, okay, I got to do all those things now. Just pick one. Yes. Thank you for that. Even I am feeling lighter and relieved hearing that. That was good. Good big sister advice. That's why you're everyone's favorite big sister, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, those are our thoughts. Again, we would love to hear what you are doing that really is so kind to future you. So we want to have these conversations in our communities. And we're always up for conversation on social media. Kelly, remind people where we can find you all around the web. You can find me on Twitter. So I think I'm the only team member who uses Twitter regularly. So if you are a person on Twitter, I mean, I'm doing a lot of work stuff over there. So that's why. But I'm at Kelly Gordon MN. I would love to see you on Twitter or on Instagram at the same handle, of course, in the Facebook Hangout group or the Superstars group. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg and all of the places. Like I said at the top of the show, Sorta Awesome, the podcast, it's all around the web too at Sorta Awesome Show. Speaking of the Superstars Hangout Group, if you enjoy Conversation with Kelly and I, she and I just did the Awesome Overflow edition for February 2021. The Awesome Overflow is a monthly feature for our Patreon supporters who we call Superstars. It's where we just really sit down and dig into like the real stuff of life conversations. So Kelly and I did that for February, shared some personal kind of updates and those types of things. We had some fun talking about fun food facts. So if you haven't signed up, this is a great time to do it. We would love to have you join us as a superstar. It's super easy to do. Patreon.com slash sort of awesome. You can get all signed up there. It's $5 a month. You get bonus episodes. You get an exclusive hangout group. It's just for the superstars, all kinds of fun stuff. So we'd love to have you join us. So 
I think that is it for our conversation today. Awesomes, thank you so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.